Good afternoon and welcome to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And I believe that Ryan is probably having the best day he's ever had on this show. It's a pretty good day, pretty good day. Islanders 3-0 and somehow. Didn't expect it. Like, rip my bracket, but I'm totally cool with that. Oh, no, rip everyone's bracket. Everybody's uh, bracket. Well, for destroyed. a different series rip everyone's bracket but i don't know about you guys but i think the king shirt looks pretty good on anthony yeah so if you guys aren't watching on instagram live i will do a nice spin around for whoever is is this is the end of the post to post bracket challenge i lost so today i am wearing a alex martinez la kings jersey it hurts my soul. Green, meanwhile, it's played along to him. Centering pass, flagged down by Green, played into traffic, though. Starting back up with it, Alex Martinez oh, yeah. three on two. Clifford gave it across. It's held in a shot. Safe. Rebound. Stanley Cup. Martinez. Yeah, no, and as everyone can everyone can see. Do a nice, nice spin. There you go. An Alex Martinez LA Kings shirt. Oh, this is, I get, I got dirty looks from Nick Matina walking in here today, so this should be, it's, it's, it's a good day for Ryan, so we're going to go to news now. It's the only way I could possibly transition <laughs> that from the torture of my life. So, first up, the draft lottery was Wednesday, last Wednesday, and for all of us, I, I think I, that was the loudest I screamed at my TV, I was ecstatic as the Rangers get the second pick in the draft lotto. They move up from number Which six. I didn't expect them to get number two. I thought they'd get five, six maybe. Oh, no, not. I, I thought it was going to be six if, if they would have moved up at least one spot. But the funny thing is, is we knew ahead of time who it was going to be because it was leaked on Twitter a half an hour before. And we saw it. None of us believed it. We thought it was just a test run, and then we see Chicago go up, and I'm sitting in my room on my bed in my dorm, and all of a sudden I'm just like, is this real? Is this real life? I was just at the Met game. I was tracking it. I'm like, what is, what's, like, what? How? Like, Ottawa, Ottawa, quote unquote, well, the got four, like, they had an 18.5% chance of getting one. They get four? Yeah, so if for those of you who don't know, it goes number one is the New Jersey Devils, number two is the New York Rangers. Three is the Chicago Blackhawks, then four is the Avs, then Kings, Wings, Sabres, Oilers, Ducks, Vancouver, Flyers, Wild, Panthers, Arizona, Habs. So, yeah, I think most of the, the teams stayed put or they moved down, really. Um, you know, some these a lot of these teams made changes, so you'll see different types of teams coming in as the Panthers uh, hired Coach Q. That happened right before he went on air last week, so a little bit of delay, late news. And another coaching hire that happened literally half an hour ago is uh, the Flyers have named Elaine Vigneault as their 21st head coach in franchise history. I'm kind of surprised with that. Me, me too. I didn't think... Uh, I mean, I didn't think Scott Gordon was going to keep the job, but I didn't know that Vigneault was even in the running for yeah, it. Yeah, and did we even... He did he get... Like, when did we hear the announcement of him getting fired? I don't remember hearing that. That of, he was that Gomez was fired. Went oh, for Scott the, Gordon. Yeah, uh, Gordon. I'm sorry. Um, well, I mean, he was interim, so I didn't. He wasn't gonna keep. He it, wasn't gonna keep it, but it was just one of those things where, like, Vigneault they'd rather like Vigneault up. has obviously more of a track record. Yeah, and also he was just named Vigneault was just named the head coach for Team Canada for the World Champion Men's World Championships, and I was like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I don't think this is a good pickup for the Flyers at all. I think he was in New York f since 2014, and he recently got out in 2017, I think he was fired. It was the season before this one, so I'm going to assume 2017. And he is not a young player's coach. He is a very veteran-heavy he likes the veterans on, on the team. Which the Flyers do not necessarily have a lot of. Like, they have, like, Giroux and... Um, Voracek, and they have some veterans, but they're a young team overall. Yeah, so I don't really see why they went out and get Vigneault, and especially now that you guys have, they have the 11th pick in the draft, which is still nothing to, to you know, laugh at. 
you get you're right out of the top ten, and as we saw with Detroit, a lot of last year, a lot of players can fall, and you get a nice good player out of it. So saw with the Islanders last year too, getting uh, Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, so you, you know the you're, as long as you have a top ten or so, top fifteen pick in the draft, you're gonna get a good young prospect. Now the question is, is like, you know. Does Vigneault start making changes to bring in more veterans? It should be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be very interesting because, like I said before, I didn't even expect or know that Vigneault was in the running. They didn't say anything that anyone was in the running, that they were going to be making any sort of change. They just kind of said, oh, yeah, by the way, we have a new coach. Yeah, I think this was mostly the Flyers scrambling after uh, Quenville went, I think, Quenville was in the running because I remember once he was fired from Chicago, there was a lot of stirrings going around. Like he'll and then there were reports this. that said he had signed with the Flyers, and the Flyers are like, no, yeah, that didn't it, happen. It was weird, and then he signs with Florida to a nice cushiony deal, which skyrocketed their uh, season ticket sales. I heard by I believe it was two hundred percent they went up just because Dang. Coach Q was hired. Well, you know that's the type of present the dude want. He he was singing. He has three cups. He has three cups. In- Five years? Six years. Six years? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's that's a really good resume. And, you know, Vigneault does have a nice resume. He single-handedly brought a um, – oh. I, I don't know how to say it. He, he brought a cup run to New York. Eastern uh, Eastern Conference Championship Trophy. Yeah, the Prince oh, of Wales Trophy. That. And they brought he brought that in in his first season there, and then you got the President's Trophy the year after. So he doesn't have a bad track record. He did well in Vancouver as well. He also brought them to the, com- to the final too. In 2011. So he has a good track record. He does, but there's just something about... It doesn't feel right. Yeah, it's... But... It doesn't... We'll see how that plays out. They have, a, they have a nice amount of time to figure that out. Another news story. This one is not... This one has a lot of... Is weird, because uh, we, we, I found this out over Twitter and Instagram uh, last week. And it said that these, the Seattle team name was leaked because, you know, it's around this time last year, uh, two years ago, that we did get the announcement of Vegas and the Knights and all that, which a lot of people were upset about that. Now, the thing is, is that a fan vote, I guess, came out or or the they were talking about the arena that's getting fixed up for the, the Seattle team there. Um, and they said that the, they kind of spilled that the name will be the Sockeyes. Which and that the color scheme is going to be red and black, and then the mayor of of Seattle did a tweeted on the the article and he said he did a hashtag Go Krakens. So conflicting reports. Both of these I I like. We talked about this earlier before we went on. Uh, I like Krakens better than I like sockeyes, but I, I don't even know what sockeyes. It's is. a fish, I think. Is it a fish? I mean, I th- all these logos have fish in them. For for those of you who follow us on Instagram, co- comment or you know message us. What do you think about so- the Seattle Sockeyes? So is Totems just not in the running anymore? Well, no, because they have a team named the Totems. They have an ultimate frisbee team named the Seattle Sockeyes, apparently. So. Comment. I think Krakens is better. Yeah, though. message us on Instagram um, exactly what you guys think of that. Uh, should it be Sockeyes, should it be Krakens, or should it be something else? Uh, because we have time to speculate about that. And I also thought their color scheme would have some sort of like green or well, yeah, teal in it. Because that's what all the other teams The Seahawks do. have that. The Mariners have it. Well, You would think it would be like some sort of emerald-looking color. Yeah. Uh, but, but black and red? Yeah, black like, and that red. From? It's actually coming. It's interesting because when they announced the team, when they did the whole press conference with Bettman a few months ago, and they launched the Seattle website. You can even go on the NHL website now, and it says there's like a comment, a thing on the side that says Seattle, and it sends you to Seattle Hockey, which is the same thing that they had when they had Vegas Hockey, when they announced Vegas, and it had the color scheme. Like, there was no gold or anything, but you could see it's like, as you look at the site now, it's black and red. It's just black and maroon, Definitely the opposite of what I expected. I seriously thought they would keep... A similar color scheme as the rest of the teams in the city. Like, You want to know why I think they're doing it? Why they're doing black and red instead of uh, green and uh, blue? Because it sells. Well, besides that, it sells. But they're very close to Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, that is a rivalry. 
like no it's doubt, going it's going to be but i can see them saying like you know we're an hour two hour drive away from vancouver do we really want to take their color scheme you know that may cause issues down the road or do we want to just do and also i, I you got to think i think the, how long is the is the ride it's uh Two hours and forty minutes. It's about three. It's a three-hour trek. Two and a half, three hours, roughly. So, you look at that, and I think black and red. It's a nice standout, and also the millionaires had those colors. I remember when the NHL did the whole one hundred touring bus thing, and they had it in. Um, I think it was. I think it was MSG Park. It was like a park near the garden, mm-hmm. and I went. It was freezing. And they had the, this big truck with all this memorabilia that celebrated 100 years of the NHL. And in it was a Seattle Millionaires jersey that you could, it was behind glass. You could see it. They also had a bunch of the old retired jerseys. So, and their color scheme was red, blue, and green. So I, I can see where they bring in the idea of red. And black, you know, that's a good contrary color to that. And I think it should be, it should be interesting to see what what they go with in the future you know we do have time there's a lot of other more important stuff we're going to talk about when it comes to this what that's a kraken's design uh, no that is a very interesting vancouver canucks looking jersey well vancouver canucks actually may go back to the black and red so that may cause an even more big issue because next year they're bringing back the uh, flying skate jersey which should be i fun. thought that was isn't that just a 50th anniversary thing yeah but i have a feeling it's going to be like calgary if it sells well they're going to make it the home jersey like what they're doing now with for the playoffs well i like the calgary third jerseys better anyway yeah those are going to be the home jerseys eventually i can you can you can almost guarantee that that's going to happen it just makes more sense they sell really well i think before Seattle picks a color scheme, Vancouver should pick a color scheme because if if it is like you said, like they don't want to take Vancouver's color scheme, which is the blue and green now, and then if they go black and red and Vancouver changes back to black and red, it's just going to be a whole, whole thing. It's going to be a mess, and I really don't think we need a mess right now in the NHL. The only mess that we have in the NHL right now is the playoffs. Yes, that is that's quite a mess. Oh, it is a huge mess. So let's talk about the playoffs because last week we came on, me, you, Nick, and uh, to a lesser extent Griffin came on as a guest, and we all talked about how we think the playoffs are going to go. And I think I speak for 95%, actually no, like 97% of, of NHL fans thinking, looking at the this one matchup because we can't, we should just come out with it, it's the elephant in the room, Tampa Bay versus Columbus. And we all said to ourselves, Tampa's going to take it in five. Tampa's going to take it in four. Did did anybody on planet Earth expect the Columbus Blue Jackets to right now be one win away from winning their first playoff series ever? I Personally, I didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs. So this was an absolute shock. I saw before that the Lightning have not lost four games in, I forget the exact amount of time. I think it was like six years they haven't lost. It it was like 980-something days, I think. They have not lost four straight games, and they picked the absolute worst time to not play well. Stamkos has done nothing. No points. Kucherov suspended. One game, he's back. He is back on Wednesday. So also has no points. Braden Point has one point. Has one point. The Lightning have in the whole series. What is it? Two goals. Three. Three goals. It was th- uh, like no. It's more than that because they had three on the first game. I believe they had two on the second, and then they had one last night. So it's about like five or six goals, but. I don't know what is going on. I have no idea on. what's going on. Because this is the best team since the Red Army in 90, and I think it's 1995. One of, the, one of the greatest teams in NHL history. Yeah. The Red Army. held them to five goals all series. Yeah. For those who don't know the, the little history note, is um, the Red Army was the Detroit Red, Red Wings in 95 and 96 when they went back to back. They had a lot of Russians, so they nicknamed themselves the Red Army. So now... They won 62 games. The Tampa Bay Lightning in 2019 won 62 games. S- single greatest season in cap in since the cap was implemented in 2005. Now, 
you are on the brink of getting swept by the last team in the playoffs. And it's bad enough that this is happening, but the way it started, they had a 3 nothing lead after the first period, and then they... They looked up, good. They they looked good. Then they let up on the gas, and then Columbus took advantage of every second, came back to win it 4-3. Everyone was probably thinking, okay, it's just a fluke. This isn't going to continue. It's just one game. It got worse. And I've watched every game in the playoffs so far. I've stayed up for the late games on the West Coast. I've watched them all. Now... You know what? We'll we'll talk about it because there's there's a lot to unpack with this. So let's just leave it with this. There has been Tortorella has done something to this team, and this is not the same Columbus Blue Jackets team that we saw last year. So when we come back, we will break down this catastrophe, if that's a good enough word for it, and we'll look at the other games in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which have all been very confusing. So. You're listening to Post to Post here on the Wave, the Sound of LIU. We will be right back. Oh, you didn't know? Tune into the Phenomenal Forum every Friday at 2 here on the Wave, the Sound of LIU. Hey, Hunter. Do I have your attention now? Where we will discuss everything pro wrestling with host Matt Weinstein. <laughs> joined alongside Andrew Savidio. <laughs> the big homie Mark Sanger. <laughs> and the modern-day Klimaraja Chris Klimazuski. Tune in every Friday at 2 here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. You gotta be a bit crazy, a little bit out your mind. If you've been drinking, then you go out and drive. You're risking countless lives and your own too. Plus you risk hurting everyone that knows you. Yeah, they'll be so blue standing at your burial, thinking that you were a fool while at your memorial. The point is you shouldn't risk those lives. If you drink, don't drive. If you drink, don't drive. Spend a few bucks on a cab or sleep while you've been drinking. If you drink, don't drive. Stay alive, start thinking. Stay sober, arrive alive. If you drink, don't drive. If you drink, don't drive. Mad dog. Welcome back to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. And thank you, Ryan, for playing the greatest goal song in history to make me feel a little bit better about my predicament today. So Sure, let's say that's well, Let's go it. with that, not just that it's a great goal song. But before we went to break, we were, deba- we were talking about the real collapse of the best team in the league, Tampa Lightning. And I've watched every single game from this team. And a lot of people kept saying to me, oh, Columbus is up two games to nothing. This is before yesterday. And they said they did the same thing last year. That's what I was saying. I said same thing last year. They did this to the Capitals last year. They won two in D.C. and then got reverse swept. And we were saying the same thing yeah. in our, uh, our group chat. It happened last year, reverse sweep. So don't panic. This but- is uncharted territory for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, because they've they've never won a series. They're the most unsuccessful franchise in the playoffs ever. Isn't this the first time they've ever won three games in a playoff series? Yes. Now, here's the thing. You look at this team, and if you, anybody has watched it, you can easily tell that this is a different Blue Jackets team. They're playing the trap, which is a very difficult system to play against a team like Tampa with a lot of players who can score. And the problem is none of them are getting through. None of them are putting on points, and they're getting frustrated. That's why Kucherov got his suspension. He got angry. You know, the first game was close. The second game wasn't. And that's where he drew the suspension. And I I understand that this team, you know, you guys walked in the playoffs and now you're getting your, let's not face it, you're getting your butts kicked. There's no way. They were very cocky coming in. They were like, we're one of the greatest teams of all time. We can do this. Easy, easy series. Blue Jackets barely made it. We got this. End of the the first period in game one. Second period, you just, I guess you took, as Ryan said, you put your foot off the gas and look what happened. And now, this is a different Blue Jackets team. Tortorella put something in the water because all of them are just, they have a different mindset going into this series, going into these games. And they've been, looked extremely well. The Tampa Bay Lightning look tired. Like, how do you have this, how do you have this much confidence down by three in Tampa? How do you have that much confidence? I don't know. It's it's very, it's weird, and the whole playoffs have been just weird. But Tampa last night 
was yeah, it, the final score was four to one, and three if to you, one. Three no, to one. four. Was it four? It was three. three. It says three. three. So it was three to one. I thought they thought it was four from the empty netter, but so you look at that, and you didn't do anything. You didn't. You didn't. Put, and I get it. Kucherov was out. Stamkos needs to show up. He's the captain of the team. He really needs to produce like he's. He's gonna and somebody somebody messaged me this morning after the game and they said the Tampa Bay Lightning are the Rick Nash of the playoffs at this point, which it's that's a Ranger joke because Rick Nash didn't produce in the playoffs for the longest time. So they're, they're not wrong. Produced on the Rangers for the longest time. Yeah, there's not there's not. This is correct. It's right because Tampa Bay just they look flat footed. They don't. Vasilevsky has not been able to stop anything, and Columbus is just writing it. Do I think? That tomorrow night will be the last time we see Tampa Bay. No. No. I think that they're going to take this and they're going to run with it and possibly win at least one. You know, we've only the last time a team came back from a 3-0 deficit was the Los Angeles Kings in 2014. And everything's just going back to that, isn't no, it, today? It's, just, it's so terrible. But you look at that, and I keep saying you look at that. i got to stop doing that. Okay, so... With that, <laughs> can Tampa Bay pull it off? I I'm sorry to say no. Not with the not if they keep playing the way that they have been, especially the last two games where they scored one goal in each game. Kucherov being back will help you, but well, if Stamkos doesn't but, help him, that's that's yeah, you're not going to do it. Stamkos is quiet. Everyone's really quiet. The one only ones that are really getting a lot of production are like Kalorn, Sorelli, Cernak, Yanni Gord. And now Hedman's out. And yes, which is going to be another big hit for them. He was out last game and they said he's unlikely to play in the next game, which in the playoffs, you really never hear about injuries until after they're eliminated. I think this is, if it's something that he has to be out for the most two critical games of your series then it must be very bad. So let me let me pose the question. If, assuming the Lightning don't come back and win this series, whether they get swept or anything, is this the greatest playoff upset in recent memory? If they, if they sweep, then yes. Or just in, in general? I th- in general, if Columbus beats Tampa at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 it, it's up there. I, the only thing that I can, and I know it's gonna sound weird. The only thing I could possibly think of that can rival this type of, you know, comeback story, is shockingly the 2014 Kings when they came back from a three none deficit against the Sharks and went on to win the cup. Now, what happens to Columbus if they win is a huge question mark because you're either playing Boston or you're playing Toronto in that series right now is 1-1 going into tonight. Now, if you play the Bruins or you play Toronto, then it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see because if if Columbus does make it, then I don't really know what 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 would happen there. It it's going to be odd. It's going to be very interesting to see, but I as much as I want Tampa to continue, and I want them to, because right now they, they were my pick to win it all. And there's a lot of implications for me as a fan of hockey and especially as a Ranger fan. with The Tampa Bay Rangers. Tampa, with the, A, the Tampa Bay Rangers, and the fact that if Tampa won the Cup this year, we get another first-round pick, which everybody forgot about. You know, everybody from, wants to see Tampa is lose. That from, that's from the McDonough That's from the McDonough-Miller trade, which neither of them have shown up either. So, But I, I got to say that, you know, at this point, don't think it's likely that they come back at all. Maybe the I think they'll win one or two games, and if they can win one in Columbus, you can definitely win one at home. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the collapse was at home, but they're just gonna try and put that behind them at this point because that's all you can really do. You can't dwell on the past, and if you do, next thing you know, you're done. So. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what you need to do. You need to take it one game at a time. And I think if Tampa Bay does get eliminated in the first round, then I think there will be changes in that locker room. There will be changes in that locker room, and there will be changes on that staff because 
you don't have you don't have Steve Steve Eiserman anymore. You don't have a guy that could build this team up. And I'm curious what he has to say about all this. Well, he's leaving, so I don't. Didn't he, he left already? He left, and but they, he built this team. He knows the capability of this team. This team should have a Stanley Cup. It's not. It's not a question of what, whether or not they do or they don't. They shouldn't be in the scenario that they're in now. No, they shouldn't. This should be at minimum two to one. Two they, to one. They lightning. definitely should have won game one. They should have won. Period. That was, that was a collapse. Game two, bad game. So, and game game three yesterday was really really a toss up. But you gotta think. Something's got to snap in in every player in Tampa's mind tomorrow night because, and I'm going to say this to you later when we get to the Islanders, game four is the hardest to win. Always. It is. It's, it's easy to get to the series lead. The hard thing is closing it out. Because you know that Tampa Bay on Wednesday night, that game, eight, eight, 7.30, on USA is going to be an all-out war from Tampa Bay. CNBC. Oh, it's on CNBC? At 7 o'clock. They keep switching it. It's getting really annoying to find each game, especially when they're all in overlapping times. It's getting annoying. But that's only the first round. The second round, it gets easier. Because the second round, it's either... There's no there's no more USA. Yeah, they just, it's, it's just, just CNBC. It's either CNBC, NBC, or... NB, or NBCSN. Yeah. So that's it for us to talking about Tampa, because... Bottom line, there's no, there's nothing else that can really be said. At you this need point. to fix it. If you don't fix it, then this is the single, this is the worst loss, the, the biggest upset in NHL. Almost, this may be the biggest definitely upset recent in NHL recent memory. Yeah, if not NHL history. So yes, I agree with that. Let's jump to the next matchup. The person who would play the winner of this series will stay in the Atlantic. Toronto and Boston, who are tied one apiece. This series is good. It, this series is always good. It's this series lives up to the hype every time, and right now tied one one. Both teams won a game four to one. I do think that the Bruins could be up to nothing. The turning point in game one was the Mitch Marner penalty shot. Oh yeah, no. Which if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's a beautiful penalty shot. Mitch Marner. Everyone thought he was he got paid. He was. He didn't get paid yet. Oh, no, he's, he why, will he's get planning paid. that he needs to get paid. He wants I thought Austin he ran Matthews out of space. I, I didn't think he had any space left when he was making that move. I thought he went in too close. But then last second, he fakes Rask out of his pads and puts it in second of the period. And that the Boston never recovered from it after that. Yeah, and you look at it once again. The winner of this is going to most likely go to the final, the conference final. Go to the conference final. I don't As- see Columbus. Assuming the Columbus series. If Columbus wins, I don't see them beating either Toronto or Boston. I think Toronto or Boston, if everything holds up and it's not Tampa Bay, is going to end up going to the conference final against one of th- one of two teams. And I really don't know who's going to win this. This is going to go once again. This is going to go seven. It's going to go down to the wire. And I think a big thing that happened um, on Saturday, when the the Leafs lost Kadri, mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna come back and hurt them. He did the same thing last year, and now he's a repeat offender. So he's looking at at least five games. But then again, it's the playoffs, and the NHL because we all know the Kucherov uh, suspension should have been multiple games, but they gave him one. And I th- don't be surprised if they do the same thing here. Because I get it, They're, he's a repeat I offender. don't see them giving Kadri anything less than three games. I see two. You gotta... The NHL knows that a, a series like this prints money. And you know if you suspect... I know it's not... He's not... It's it, not smart to think this way. And he's way. also not a huge name player. Yeah. So, I know it's not smart to think this way. Money triumphs safety. You should be... You should be... Um, penalized for your actions and i get that i get behind that but at the end of the day look at all because there's been a lot of questionable calls in the last few few games the amount of three three goal leads that have been blown and suspend suspension worthy collisions there was one last night i hear joe thornton's facing something there yeah 
So, and that's the West has had a lot more than the East, but you can see that it, it, this is playoff hockey at its finest because everybody's just going at each other at each other's throats, and this has to especially be especially these two teams. Oh well, yeah, because these two teams and the Islanders and the Penguins. Yes, that's a that is a very aggressive series, and we'll get to that. Yeah, I think the whole playoffs when when I, when we last Wednesday when the playoffs started, I think none of us expected this to really be a playoff a playoff season where we're like, oh, you know, this team is going to go all the way, and that's going to be it. Like like when the Penguins won in. Um, I want to say 2017. Nobody, we didn't really think of anybody who could possibly beat them. Yeah. We said that with Tampa, but yet you look at these every series right now, and every series is just competitive. And it's you know what? At the end of the day, this has got to be one of the best overall playoffs we've seen in a very long time. Oh, I I agree with that. And just to go off a little bit, as we've we've said the entire regular season, how crazy things were in the West and now we're in the playoffs and the West series are the only ones that actually make sense. Yeah, no, which is odd. They're still weird. I'll like, give them that I much. didn't expect St. Louis to be up 2-1. Yeah, no, I didn't that's, either. That's really it. That's the only one that's confusing. Like, well, I, didn't, well, I didn't think Dallas was going to win game one. That's well, other than that. You know, I gave them one win. I, I gave, them, Dallas I gave one them one win also. I didn't think it would be in game one. I thought they'd win a game in Dallas. Yeah. But other than that, the West has been pretty... For the bizarro world of the regular season, yeah. this is the playoffs yeah. that's bizarro world. So it's pretty accurate. Now, the, the we look at the, we've look at already looked at the Atlantic. We said that if the Jackets can hold on, they'll win. In the Lightning, it's going to be hard for them to come back. Toronto-Boston, that's a coin flip at this point, and I expect the winner of that series to beat Columbus if Columbus moves on. The only thing that I could see, I don't see Columbus making the conference final. There's no way. Yet, I feel like a lot of people said the exact same thing last year about Vegas. When they first started, we don't see them making the playoffs. People the said playoffs. that about Columbus. They made the playoffs. We don't see them getting past the first round. They're about to get past the first round. If they hold on. If they hold on. If they don't hold on, at this we'll point, la- they we'll don't. We'll continue laughing. We, will, we can finally laugh if they don't hold on. And also, if they don't hold on, they don't deserve to be there in the first place. Exactly. So, continuing in the East, and I will give Ryan the floor for about five minutes. The Islanders are up 3 nothing against the stinking Penguins. Yeah. Um, it's a huge shock to me. I think it's a shock to everyone. I really didn't expect this in the slightest. I expected it to be a much closer series than it has been. Like, game one, very close game. Game two, very game close two game. Game two was close. Yesterday, the, the game that I actually thought the Penguins were going to, like, Get revi- revitalized. Crowd was in it. Crowd was not in it yesterday. And the Islanders, the um, the Penguins scored first. Islanders answered almost immediately, and then a minute later took the lead. Never looked back. And between then the between the way Robin Leonard's been playing, Robin Leonard's been playing out of which his mind. He and was Murray, playing Murray out of his flat too. Murray's been. All right, he could use—I think they're, they've played him too much. The, he needs a kick in the, in the butt. Yeah. He needs a kick in the butt. But, but with uh, Leonard, like, turned it up a notch, which we didn't even think was possible because of how well he played in the regular season. And the three players for the—well, really, two big players for the Islanders. Jordan Eberle which is on absolute fire right now. Once again, Edmonton's crying in the corner. Yes, because they walked away with what was the end result? Nothing. Sam Sam Gagne, I Pro- think. Probably. Um, Brock Nelson's been very good, and and elite winger Josh Bailey. Yeah, I am okay. So watching those games because all the games have been competitive. I've enjoyed watching all the games. Have I enjoyed the outcome? Absolutely not. But where the heck did Josh Bailey come from? A, they used him in the graphic against Crosby, and I'm like, this for doesn't look a right. Decade, he was terrible, <laughs> and now he's finally good. And all season, I was saying that because he had a career year last year, All Star and everything. Like, yes, he was kind of a product of Tavares because it took him being on the same line as Tavares to actually produce. 
but he he did lower his production a little bit, but then again, so did everyone else. Because but you they, lose that that because you just piece. lose that presence, but he still kept it going three straight years with forty assists, and I. It's shocking. and when they went back to the Coliseum, just for the re- for the regular season in general, for the his entire Islanders career, he could not play at the Coliseum. He was terrible, and that's where didn't he score the game winning goal of the first game of the Coliseum? In the series, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting to, that. to that. I'm getting to that. He was terrible all regular season. Even this year, when he was, he's good now. He struggled at the Coliseum, and I kept saying he's probably the only Islander ever who cannot play at the Coliseum. And it started off as a taunt. The whole "Hey Josh Bailey" song. Oh, it started out as a taunt. Because it was like, all right, Bailey, you're going to do something now. You never do anything. And now they just embrace it. And after he scores, they they play the song and the entire arena does it. And he's embraced it. And he just came out of nowhere to score that goal. And at first I thought Barzal was going to mess it up. Because he does like to be flashy. And then Bailey just came in, which I didn't expect him to score the overtime winner. I didn't either. I thought it was going to be Barzal or Eberly. I... Exactly. Or Lee on, like, a redirection in front like he usually does. Or some known, like, a, a player on, like, the fourth line that no one expects to score. It's always one of those guys. Yeah. But the fact that it was Josh Bailey, that was probably just a huge weight off of his shoulders. In the Coliseum, which I got to say, the Penguins going into Col- the Coliseum for Game 1 and Game 2 has to be the, like, I don't think I've ever experienced a crowd like that. You could hear it on... On TV, how how loud it was. Game yeah. one was very loud, and then game two started, and it was way louder. And on, from the Penguins' perspective, they kept complaining. At least Malkin was complaining. The ice sucked. The ice sucked, and he was starting to get frustrated. The whole everyone on the Penguins was starting to get frustrated. They were taking a lot of unnecessary penalties in in game two. Got away with, I'd say about. 90% of them on the penalty kill. but And then when they got back to Pittsburgh, they were very happy. They thought, okay, we, we know the quality of the ice here. We got the home home crowd, and just nothing has been going their way. Yeah, and you look at you look at the team, Crosby's nowhere to be found. Malkin's Cros- nowhere Crosby to be found. Crosby has no points. and he, It's the first time I don't remember the since, last time he did. No, uh, they brought the stat It was stat like 9 and 16. Yeah, it was but they the won first, the cups those years. Yeah, and it was the first first time since I think 2016 that Crosby in the first three games of a series had no points, and I think 2016 it was against the Rangers, I believe it was either tw- yeah it's 2016 so, yeah. against the Rangers. The Rangers lost that series, and he needs to show up or, or that's it or that's it. And, and I, Malkin showed up a little. Kessel showed up a bit. Kessel showed up in game bit. one. It's really their main offensive production that they're getting because they also only have five goals in this series like like the uh, Lightning Lightning do. The main source of their offense has, has been their defense. Which isn't good because it's Jack Johnson Between, and Chris Tang and that's it. Well, Dumoulin's had some good offense and um, who's the other one? I'm, did Branson? Jack, Branson, surprisingly enough, because yes. they thought that that trade was not going to do well. And... Just one thing about their defense. The Jack Johnson contract looks absolutely horrific now. Oh, because yeah. Because he's taking so many stupid penalties. He took uh, he took a penalty. I think it was a trip. Nine seconds later, he goes back in the box once he comes out because he rammed Adam Pellick in center ice. Yeah, and I saw this very nothing. ugly hit. And Gensel's we, nowhere to be many, found. How many times... If you if we could go back, if any of you listen to our older shows, there's a lot of times where both of us have said the Penguins are fried. That's it. They, they they're, look they're very they look tired. gassed, and this series shows it 110. Murray, you know, good job, but at the that letting Flurry go looks worse and worse every game, every day. And I feel like if Matt Murray, yes, the two cups and 
his first two years only goalie to ever do cool. that. I get that. He but had a lot of problems if, off the ice. If, he had a lot of problems on the ice. Still has problems with his glove side. But I feel like if those back-to-back cups happened a little later in his career, say he won back-to-back year cups four. in years, years three and four or four and five, he would not be as tired. Yeah. You because burned him out. This is year four for him. And he's played, he's played most of the games in the season. Two straight Stanley Cup finals and last year into six games of round two. But a lot of overtimes in all of those games. He's exhausted. Yeah, he needs and a break. And it's showing very, very vividly now. But they can't pull him because they don't have a solid backup. Yeah. Back, Casey DeSmith cannot handle this. The last few years, you had Flurry to back him up. In 2000, in the second cup run, he got hurt in game one of the first series. And then Flurry brought him all the way to the final, and he finished out the final. And That's what happened. Then he left. And now it's looking worse, like you said. Yeah. Pittsburgh, I this hurts me. It, they're not this game game for tomorrow night. Is it? I uh, it hurt. Uh, it's you know I, I I've said this to Islander fans and I'm saying it to you now. Game four is the hardest to win, but something in the back of my mind is telling me that 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 it's it. Because it's I, I'm sure it's resonating with them that you're it's one winner go home yeah. tomorrow. But maybe that'll the, kick them up. I I don't know because. They've played very, very poorly the last two games, and their biggest loss of this series ironically came on home ice, which they were looking forward to getting back to, but the crowd wasn't in it. You you need you the, need the crowd. You need the crowd to be in it. You need Crosby to wake up. He's supposedly the best player in the NHL. He needs to start producing like it. Malkin needs to start producing Malkin like it. Malkin needs to stop taking bad penalties. The whole team does. Because Gensel needs to show up, who I, yeah. turns it up in the playoffs also. The Penguins, this has not been a bad series by any stretch of the imagination. The, the, this series is probably the best series so far. The close second may be San Jose Vegas, in that's, my opinion. That's also been a good series. But this series has been... Just back and forth. That's why That's why in our brackets, I think we both had this game, this series going six or seven. I had it going seven. And I did have the Penguins winning it in seven. I, I had the Islanders this in, at all. in seven. So I didn't. To see that the Islanders are one win away from winning a playoff series with which. They could sweep. They could sweep. And the last time they swept a series at all was 1983 in the Stanley Cup final against Edmonton. Which, you know, is still shocking. I, I Allen fans don't it's stop been, talking it's about been 83. thirty-six years since they had this big a lead in the playoff series. Yeah. So that just shows the the way that this team's been able to put piece everything together between. It really is like a new era in Islanders hockey. Mm-hmm. They they finally look like an Islanders team who. Do I think that they'll make it far in this? I want to say maybe. I don't think so. I think the Capitals will most likely take them out. But then again, it's the playoffs. As we've seen, anything can happen. But I think that from now moving forward, the Islanders' names will come up in conversation as top in the Metro Division and top in the Eastern Conference and on, from now on. And on paper, they're, they don't really stand. If you just look at the team on paper... It doesn't pop out at you, 100-point team, on the verge of a, a playoff sweep. It doesn't pop out at you. They don't have huge names. It's a hot—you know what it is? It's a hot goaltender, Robert Leonard, who has been playing out of his mind. And it, you have the—and I think it's mostly—it really just depends on the Penguins here. Because the Penguins are the team that you ended up playing. It's where the, it's where the chips fell. Because the Islanders really said, we don't want to—you said it a lot two I, weeks ago. You didn't want to play the Penguins. I did not want to play the Penguins. But it looks like to be the best bet yeah. for you guys at this point. Like, I don't want to say this. I, I don't want to say it, but, like, I'm going to say it. Thanks, Rangers. Like, seriously. I was, for the last two weeks, I'm like, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it at all. Like, they were a spoiler. Like, come on. Like, you couldn't have helped us out. Like, I know we're rivals, but, like, beat them in regulation. And they're helping us out now. Yeah. And 
down the I'm telling you right now, down, give a, give it two years, maybe one or two years. Watch. This city will be divided again in the playoffs. Watch. Mark my words. The Rangers and Islanders will meet in the first round somehow in the in the coming years. That that's gonna be insane. Oh, I don't we'll, we'll me and you will probably kill each other. So when we come back, we're gonna look at the last Eastern Conference series because we haven't even spoken about the bunch of jerks yet. And then we'll switch over to the West and then we will quickly look over the nice four matchups that are gonna be having tonight. You're listening to Post to Post here on the wave, the sound of LIU. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free in print or online and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for Post, by Post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition. The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 years. LIUWave.org is your source for Long Island University student radio. Listen live 24-7 online. Subscribe to podcasts. Check out our social media and get in touch with us. It's all online at LIUWave.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU, and we're going to go look at the last playoff series in the Eastern Conference, which I believe, after tonight, is most likely going to be a sweep. I, I know it sounds weird, but it's the Washington Capitals versus the bunch of jerks, the Carolina, Hurricane, Hur, uh, Carolina Hurricanes. That was weird. And... Yeah, they went to overtime in the last game. They have a little bit of momentum coming into Game 3 at home tonight. But I don't see them doing anything. They don't have playoff experience. They just don't. And it's, it's been, showing. It's been 10 years since they've been in the playoffs. The only one, at least off, on the top of my head, that has a lot of playoff experience on this team, Justin Williams, Jordan Stahl. Yeah, Justin Williams was their game seven, and Jordan Stahl, who was, was on the team. I think he was on the, the cup team. The 09. The 09 cup team, yep. and he was, I think he was also on, was that him or Eric that was on the um, Carolina cup team? I think that was Eric. Yeah, I, I remember that there was a stall on that team, but I don't remember which one. because There's, there's like, a stall on there's like every, like four there's of them. There's four of them. Like, um, really only three of them are well known, but like poor Jared, but he, he sits in the he's there comfortably. He's there. He's an AHL player. So, you know, it's the it's the big bad capitals, you know, OV. Once again, you there's a there's a great picture online of game 1 where he's just sitting in his spot. He's sitting in his little nest there ripping one-timers. That's that is that's a great way to play defense, his, Carolina. It's called his office for a reason. You can't leave him alone there. You can't guard him there because if you get in the way of that shot, you're breaking a something's bone. something's getting broken or something's getting knocked out. Yeah, no, it's, but this is simple. Yeah, and I they s- may take one, but I think it's f- four or five. There's nothing. There's no way that they're going to be able to come out. Maybe they gotta tonight, win at least one. It's maybe been a decade. At home. They gotta win at least one. They look like what I thought Columbus was going to look like. Yeah. So. I don't know. Washington, it's Washington Islanders in the second round. You can put money on that. Yeah, and which may not be as runaway as people think. No, it'll th- that'll be a competitive series, I think. You'll do I think the Islanders could win it? I think they'll give I they, think They can. Here's the question. They put and up a good fight. They put up a good fight, but this is what I think the defi- defining factors in that series. They don't have the Coliseum. Yeah, and it will show. To, they go to Brooklyn after this series, which is part of the reason their fans want them to get to Game Five because they want one more game there. But, but then again, you want you want you, the you want the sweep. But everyone that has tickets to Game Five wants Game Five. Yeah, which I understand. But like, 
it's not going to translate into next series. You're going to Brooklyn. Yeah, and it's... There's no energy in that place. No, there isn't. And it's just not going to work. And you, and Washington, they're gonna, if, they, if they sweep, they have the momentum in, pot, in having a good chance at going back-to-back. They still have home ice. They still have home ice. And you're playing a team that doesn't have... A home, a real home crowd vibe. No, not the pen, not not the way the Penguins have had to deal with the Islander fans, which it, that's gonna be the that's the real factor. It's like the I would say quote unquote fifth line, mm-hmm. as Nashville puts it. So we're gonna move on out of the East. Simple enough. The bunch of jerks ain't gonna make it to the West. The West is con- is just. Why do we keep saying this? The West is weird. The West is weird, but it makes more sense than the East is making. Oh, yeah, because they're competitive. First matchup, Nashville-Dallas. Dallas came in, one game one. I think both of those games went to overtime, or almost did. The first one almost game did. Two game went two, two went overtime. to overtime. Game one, 3-2 Dallas. So I still think that Nashville will hold out and take it in five, uh, just because Dallas hasn't had a, play- a lot of playoff experience. A lot of their main guys haven't really been there. I think a few of them. I think Ben has. Ben's been there. Sagan, Sagan's been there. And if not with the Stars, definitely with the Bruins. Yeah. Um, Zook's been there. Zook's been there, which is surprising. Zook had the game one winner. Yeah, which, go Zook. As much as we miss you, good good. Radulov good was thing. there with the Canadians, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. So, I still think that Nashville takes this, but... Ben Bishop's it, been there. Yeah, Bishop's been there a lot. So this series is good. I still think Nashville's going to take that, it. Yeah, I still think Nashville's going to take it. It may go seven. I say six at most. Well, because tonight we get to we get to see how They're in Dallas. Dallas plays in their home arena. That should be interesting to see because Dallas has had fairly good luck and decent runs in the playoffs since they won in 99. So should be interesting to see what the home crowd feels like. Next matchup, which surprised both of us, I think. Uh, Winnipeg, St. Louis. Yeah, that was very, very surprising. The The Blues went in to Winnipeg, escaped with two one-goal wins, and they beat the Whiteout. Yeah, and I, I literally... They silenced them. Somebody needed to sit me down and tell me that it was, it was 2-1 because I thought it was 2-1 Winnipeg. For the longest time, this just proves the strain of playoff hockey on the brain. Because you don't know what day it is. And, yeah, no, Winnipeg needs to, well, you finally have Line A producing. I think that they can tie this series up. The Blues are just hot. They came into this. They were dead in the middle of the season. January, they were dead. They had Mike Yao. They're 34 points. They're Last they're, in the league. They're thinking Jack Hughes all the way. And now. We were selling. I think, one of, I think it was me saying that they need to sell everything. Because at that point, I think they were fighting at practice. and They were now, fighting at practice. There was rumors Tarasenko was going to be traded. and They're up 2-1. They're, they're weird. Sa- the heart and soul and savior of their team, Jordan Bennington, <laughs> skates out onto the ice, goes into the goal crease, so, and says, so guys, weird. jump on my back. I got you. And goalies. He does. Hot goalies, luck, and that's what you need in this playoffs. And they have that. And Winnipeg is scared. I think Winnipeg now realizes that this isn't going to be as easy as they thought. Because they were expecting they'd go back to the conference finals and Get hope, hopefully win it this year. But they're they're not out of the series by any means. No, this series once I think most of these most of these West series are going to go seven. I can just because they're so competitive. Seven. The only one I can't really see going seven is Nashville Dallas. That and I think Calgary, uh, yeah, Colorado is not yeah. going to do it. So. Winnipeg needs to get their stuff together and get through this. You know, the Blues need... They're going to get gassed sooner than later. This series now going back to... St. Louis. St. Louis for one more game now. And now you have to play five. So, I think... you got to play at least five now. Yeah. So, I think Winnipeg can... I think Winnipeg can still take it in five. Uh, I would most likely see seven going forward just because the Blues are just so hot and Bennington is playing out of his mind. So, I think this one will go seven. Next matchup, Calgary versus Colorado. This series is tied 1-1 apiece. They play tonight in 1030. 
on NBCSN. This is the late games that really take a, a toll on us here on the East Coast. And Calgary, I'm not going to say that they underestimated the Avalanche. They didn't. Uh, Avalanche have just, once again, one-line team. They've just, I think Calgary had just is taking them too lightly. I think they need to put their foot down. That may happen tonight, even though they are in Colorado. And they have the NHL debut of the Hobie Baker Award winner, who grew up rooting for Calgary, and which I, should be very interesting. It should be. I don't think, once again, I think, I've never been a fan of bringing a rookie in during the playoffs, even though oh, Chris yeah. Kreider was brought in during the playoffs and he showed off. Like, you, but you this doesn't look good. It Don't do that. I mean, yeah, it's an incredible like story going from Saturday he was playing in the national championship to two days later playing in the Stanley hey, Cup. Hey, I'm I'm in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Nice like, resume booster. Ex- exactly, but I think they're forcing him along too much. Yeah, and that's way too soon. It's a lot of pressure. He doesn't. He didn't even graduate college yet. He didn't even. He's, the kid doesn't have his diploma. He's probably like. Can we make this fast? I got class on Tuesday. Yeah, no, he's probably going from class today to the arena. That's absolutely hilarious when you think about it. But I once this series, I have a strange feeling this is not going to take five as much as I wanted to. I think this may take five, uh, six. I think Colorado's got to win one at home at least. Yeah, they're going to win going forward. One. And it should I, be interesting. Calgary's still going to take it. No, Calgary's going to take it. I don't see Colorado. Colorado physically can't lose. If if them and the Lightning lose, I think that's insanity. So, last last one, last matchup here. The one team that I have faith in going forward. The Vegas Golden Knights. I have a lot of faith in the Sharks, too. I don't have faith in the Sharks. I don't have faith in the Sharks. I, I, one of my friends is a Sharks fan. She has... Can't, couldn't watch last night's game until the end when they scored th- up to three goals. And well, this these two teams, ladies, you have Vegas's first rivalry right now, the Sharks. It just it, Both sides notice it. It's They've yeah. met in the playoffs both years, and they've been close games every game, regular season close games. And now Mark Stone comes in and puts a – huge jolt into the rivalry can we just take a minute and there was a stat that i found amazing the three stars from last night's game number three max patrietti number two paul stastny number one mark stone who had his first career hat trick ever last night already six playoff goals yeah it's been three games remember when everybody said that Pacioretty wasn't Pacioretty and Stastny were terrible acquisitions. Your acquisition line that that's what happened. These three guys are proving, are pushing Vegas over the hump, and it looks great. And now they're bringing in a Russian, bringing Gusev in from the KHL. The KHL's leading scorer, which and, will only help them. Yeah. So San Jose, good luck. Good luck with that. Because right now, Vegas, I, I said this Series 7, I may possibly keep that. Most likely, most likely not. Most likely, I don't, maybe 6 at this point if Vegas can get hot. And once again, that atmosphere in Vegas is unparalleled. So, I think 6 or 7. I'm leaning a little bit more towards 6 now. And whoever plays Vegas in the next round, good luck. So because that's, that's, the fortress is terrifying. That's either... I think it's Nashville or Dallas, It's right? either Col- Colorado or Calgary. Oh, boy. Oh, Calgary-Vegas would be... That's a print money series. That's a great series right there. Well, if it's Calgary-Colorado, I don't think anyone's really going to care about it. They're going to be like, oh, Vegas is back in the finals. Yeah. The conference finals. Conference finals, yay! If they win the conference finals again, I think Canada will just spontaneously combust. If Vegas made it back, Canada will burst into flames. Yes, if none but, of their um, teams make it. Yeah. So quickly, games tonight, which we've already went over. Bruins Leafs in Toronto. In Toronto, I think the Leafs are taking this one. 
Bruins will come back and tie it up, and then we'll just well, alternate. Yeah, they'll alternate between those two. Next, Cap versus Bunch of Jerks. In Carolina. I'm saying tonight Carolina takes it. Their first crowd's going to be really loud. Their first playoff game in a decade in Carolina. So they're going to win tonight, lose the next two. Okay, I could see that. Preds stars in Dallas. I give the Preds this one. I give the Preds this one also. Dallas will win the next game. Preds will win out. All right. Flames avalanche to f- finish it off. I think the Flames come into Colorado and take game one. And then the Avalanche will take game two, and then they'll finish it out. And then Calgary went out. Yep. out. So enjoy playoff hockey. It has been a blast so far, and it will only get better. So enjoy playoff hockey tonight. We will see you guys next week. You've been listening to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU.